Hello, everybody, and welcome to Can Peaches, a fucking Deadwood podcast. Uh, welcome, all, all ye cocksuckers and hoopleheads, uh, to this all digital version of Can Peaches because we got the plague upon us and we are all in our separate areas right now. Uh, I'm the host, Mike Barback, and joining us today, uh, I will say your name and then just say hello. Uh, we got Rob Alessiani. Hello. Katie Swerko. Hey. Sheila Master. Hi. Samantha Russell. Hello. And Brian Craig. Hey, it's me. Yeah, we got a full house. Uh, and we got a lot to talk about. This one covering season one, episode five, The Trial of Jack McCall. If you enjoy the podcast, go to wherever you get it from and uh, rate and review us. Uh, we're going to do at the end of season one, which at this pace uh, is roughly sometime 2022. We're going to do a, uh, a giveaway of a shirt uh, in that final episode of the season of a Deadwood shirt. So go to iTunes or wherever you let you uh, listen to the podcast and rate and review, uh, especially if you like what you hear. All right. We're going to do some first impressions. We're going to go around the horn. Uh, what you thought of this episode overall, taking into account anything that came came before. And as always, we try to do this podcast in a way where it's self-contained. Several of us, if not all of us at this point, have seen further ahead. Uh, and we don't want to spoil anything for anybody that is a new viewer to the show. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Samantha! Oh! What do you well, got? Is that because I chuckled? Yeah. I, I enjoyed this episode. I feel like we, we were dealing with some tough stuff, but we, we see a lot of the characters who are having bad times get some support, and that's, mm-hmm. that's nice. Yeah. So I feel like it, and it's, it started out kind of sad, but it ended kind of hopeful. Yeah, sure. Sheila? Oh, um, I felt like this was a really good setup episode. Because since I have seen the entire series, I feel like there was a lot of stuff put in this episode that like unfolds in a great way later. Yeah. Yeah. Katie. Um, I think that we've been referring to the last couple episodes almost like the prologue of the show. Mm-hmm. And now that everything with Hickok has happened, now it feels like we're almost in episode one of the rest of the series so it's a lot of low and slow setup which i liked but i'm excited to see what happens further cool brian yeah so jumping on what sheila said i feel like definitely feels like a lot of relationships are being uh, like a turning point episode where like people are being introduced to to each other and meeting for the first time that's going to change the course of how the the show goes it feels like a lot of uh, events are happening that can't be reversed uh, that will change the course of the show. Uh, so yeah, it, was, uh, it feels like a very important episode, even though it's kind of a place setting type of episode, it feels like an important place setting and I'm excited to see where it goes again. Yeah. Rob. I thought the preacher's words at Bill Hickok's funeral were really beautiful. <laughs> they were. <laughs> parton, parton, fucking parton. I love when Seth uh, starts yeah. <laughs> getting on him about uh, their little chat. Mind if we just fucking walk in peace and silence? <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the episode. I've, as I've said all the time when we do these uh, uh, episodes, I have seen the show several times over, and I never get tired of it. And I'm just going to say this right at the top. 
because I know it's coming. I like Timothy Oliphant. I think oh, he's yeah. fine in this show. <laughs> I think he's fine in this show. Mm-hmm. I enjoy his performances. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> he's learning how to act. We're watching learning how to act. We really are. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the acting version of watching a horse just like a baby fold. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I asked for all that. <laughs> all right. So uh, we have this broken up into various storylines. There is definitely some weaving together that happens. But the first one I want to discuss is Andy. Andy is Sai's friend, Eddie's friend uh, that has come into the town. I think it was last week. Uh, last week, oh, was months ago. Andy. Was that? So, oh, his name's Andy. Okay. I was just right, writing down Corona anytime he <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's their friend that kind of came to town and he's been a little, uh, a little under the weather, mm-hmm. let's say. So what's happening with Andy in this episode? Well, he gets shipped out to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, gets, he definitely gets just uh, picked up, dropped off uh, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, just to get him out of out of size hair. Yeah, he apologizes a lot. Yeah, he sure does. Mm-hmm. Also enjoyed that the guy who dropped him off was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna leave you this blanket." Sai told me to burn it. <laughs> yeah, but fuck Sai. Also, this is not my fault. I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> yeah, he also left him those pretty cool gloves. Yes, those are really good gloves. <laughs> like really nice leather gloves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's being mindful. Yeah. He doesn't want to spread the <laughs> spread the plague. Mm-hmm. He knows mm-hmm. he's sick. I also liked when uh, Sai had gone over to the one guy who ultimately uh, wheeled him into the woods. The guy was on un- a little uneasy. He was a little hesitant to uh, to take that on. Uh, yeah. You sure somebody else can't do it? And Sai, yeah, yeah, I could, I could get somebody else to do it. Is that what you want? Is that what <laughs> you want me to get somebody else to do it? You fucking piece of shit. Uh, Which is everybody's boss right now. Like, yeah. well, oh, well yeah. you're not going to come in? <laughs> well, I'll just get someone else to come in. Yeah. It's just coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> Randy oh, in the mailroom was looking for more, uh, looking for more things to do around here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Fine, I'll come in. It's Randy's uh, day. No. Yeah. Uh, well, unless you figure out how to stock shelves from home, <laughs> I'm going to need you in here. Yeah. And the the doc goes to Sai because doc is aware of what what's going on here uh, and refers to him as the man in room, the man in roommates. And uh, Sai lets him know that he's he's going to be checking out uh, more or less. And the doc is always getting caught in these, I know what's going on, but I'm not going to explicitly say what's going on. And they do that all of this kind of like talking around the mm-hmm. subject. Uh, so the man in roommate is like, I'm not saying what's happening here is happening here, but if it were to happen here, then yeah. I would need to go here to get this thing and bring it back so that it doesn't become a big thing. Not that it's happening. But if I order it, then it is a big deal. So yeah. if one of your guys happens to ask for it, it isn't a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, which mirrors ahead, a lot of what um, Swearingen does with the judge later on. There's just yeah. a lot of like talking around mm-hmm. things and making making points clear without saying them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have no vaccine 
for the illness that the man in room eight doesn't have. Yeah, Yeah, as Sam pointed out, uh, the doc says that if if he had to, if I have to go and do it, everybody's going to know what's going on here. So get your shit together. Uh, So Cy calls over uh this young young kid and starts talking about nebraska pussy so i guess that's where uh fort kearney is uh where they have this this vaccine uh and sends him there calls over eddie to backs up the quality of nebraska pussy yeah eddie yes ends the shit out of this very very yeah i just Um, love the idea that different states have different quality pussy. <laughs> like South Dakota, South Dakota pussy is incredibly sloppy. I mean, the Beach Boys made a whole a whole song out of it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. California girls, basically this. Yeah. <laughs> Before we move on past that conversation, I do want to say I feel like Doc, one of the great things about that character is I feel like he's always in charge of holding people in the camp accountable for things because he like kind of has access to their secrets in a way that no one else in the camp does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they have to, they have to agree or, you know, like work with him just in order to live. So, you know, they're, they're never going to really fully push back against him. Yep. Yep. He's lawful. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, And that is Brad Dorff. And he just celebrated a birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Brad. March March 18th. He is a young 70 years old now. Oh. Also, I don't know if anybody's watching Devs on FX or Hulu on FX or FX on Hulu, but uh, the character, the, the actor who plays Andy uh, features heavily in that. And it's very good. It's a very good oh, show. Oh, okay. Okay, I will. Uh, I will check. And that was out. Rob's Corner. Boom, 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 boom. All right, so he gets Joey to go to Fort Kearney to get this, get some some vaccine. And at this point, I don't know if Nebraska is in the union. Maybe that's what separates the quality. Oh, uh, that way compared to this takes place where in uh, South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah, so probably not in the union. It's still. Yeah. It's, probably it un, it's probably also on. It's probably also on unincorporated. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a fort though. So I feel like maybe it's just yeah, it's that sweet military grade uh, mm-hmm. vaccine. Yeah, alrighty. So uh, Eddie inside. Eddie admits he's never been to Nebraska, so <laughs> he doesn't necessarily. Uh, he can't really speak with uh, with experience on the pussy matters. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yet. Yes. Yes. What What year does this show take place? Sorry. Uh, 1880s? Yeah, 18... Okay, so... Ne- 1880s? Nebraska is a state. I just looked it up. I just... For my own edification. Nebraska is a state in this show. Real-time fact-checking. Katie's yeah. Corner. <laughs> Katie's Corner. Yeah, everything's a corner. Yeah, so maybe that's what it is. It's, it's once you achieve statehood, the quality level for everything all around, from vaccines to pussy, goes up. <laughs> there you there you have it. Federal funding that like that pussy is just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah 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 subsidized. It has to reach a certain quality or it's just not going to get approved. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh man, yeah. So what's his face? Eddie asks Sai because Eddie just yes ended that 
without really knowing what was going on. So he asks Sai uh, what it was. And Sai says, you know, if I haven't told you yet, do you think asking me is going to make me tell you? Fuck Ugh. off. Sai's a real piece of work. <laughs> he's he's got is. a real power boner in this episode too. Like mm-hmm. just the entire time, he's just being a dick for mm-hmm. no reason. Just for... Yeah, he's terrible. So what is his D&D? Lawful evil. Sai would probably be... He's, called, he's either he's either chaotic neutral or lawful evil. Because, he, he might be true using, neutral. He's, using the, he's bending the rules to fail, fit him, but he's staying within that like society like, yeah, box. He might be lawful evil. Okay. Uh, so while this is going on, uh, since there's a lot of overlap with things, uh, Joni heads off to the funeral for Wild Bill, and there's a little bit of tension between Joni and Sai, which they arrived with tension. So it's, it's not new. The tension came. It was packed on that wagon that they that they arrived with. Drunk. Uh, <laughs> it's well established. <laughs> yeah. She she leaves. She goes there. Uh, he says something along the lines of, uh, "Oh yeah, go ahead, enjoy yourself." Or was not asking the fucking point. Again, power boner. Yeah. yeah. Power boner. And Eddie says that she well she liked Andy, and he says I did too. Dude, just had him dumped in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Dumped in the woods and said, burn the blanket. Specifically asked him or asked for him to not have a blanket <laughs> as he died slowly. Yeah. Uh, is so, the burning of the blanket just so that it doesn't... It doesn't uh, spread, yeah. 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 So like little yeah, birds don't use it to make a, make a nest. That's what he does for people he likes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. If he didn't like him... He would have just set Andy on fire. Wrap him in the blanket and then set it ablaze. I thought it was really, I thought it was really over the line when he said, and eat a roasted chicken leg over him. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of roasted chicken legs, rest in peace, Mr. Kenny Rogers. Oh, man. Aww. The gambler. The gambler he broke you. <laughs> yeah. uh, in case anyone's wondering when we actually recorded this, uh, we're, we're dropping... That Brad Dorf just celebrated a birthday. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Rogers has recently passed. And we are uh, quarantined. And we, we are quarantined. <laughs> yeah. This Can is you a guys time capsule. to this a year from now when we're not? And it's like, ooh, times, huh? Yeah. So weird. Remember that? Oh, my God. <laughs> They're saying, boy, uh, March 2020 sure was an easy time to live. <laughs> yeah. God. Andy is out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Just, uh... Oh fucking fucking kill me! <laughs> like just <laughs> praying for death. Yeah, but death doesn't arrive. Jane does. Yeah, uh, and she stumbles I, on him. I apologize, fucking customer. <laughs> uh, he does. Yeah, he's like, I, I apologize. <laughs> I po- don't fucking apologize to me. You ain't doing fucking nothing. Yeah. And then almost like basically kisses him on the mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like the amount of, of spreading of whatever he has. Oh, yeah, she did not give a shit. <laughs> no. Yeah. Are you thirsty? You need some water? No lip in the bottle, but I got a steady fucking pouring hand. <laughs> yeah, so she, she did. She said she set some boundaries of not putting his mouth on her actual whiskey bottle. But, <laughs> what you got, Pox? I've seen worse. <laughs> <laughs> Which Pox is these? Yeah. <laughs> Let me check my Pox notebook. <laughs> yeah, so Jane and uh, Andy kind of helping him out a bit. He's kind of just laying there. Are you dead? She pours water in his mouth and he like chokes on it. And that's her test, I guess. Yeah. I think uh, that was whiskey. Well, the second time it was 
water. She brought him water. Oh, yeah, she yeah, brings yeah, him water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought he was dead. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And, uh, and she keeps talking to him about all of her problems, which I yeah. think she thinks is, because she used to have the, the little one to do this with. Yeah. And now she's like, well, this guy will listen because he can't tell me to shut up. Mm-hmm. So she's just telling him all her problems about. I mean, she's got a lot of problems. Right she now. does have a lot of problems, but she was telling him about Wild Bill before she left to get to wa- the water and then also when she came back. Yeah, there's a, a little bit of monologuing uh, between her and EB has basically a uh, monologue of his own. Yes. Mm-hmm. In, this, in this one. Uh, so she's going through the different updates. Uh, he's going through the news feed for mm-hmm. uh, for Andy that uh, Brom is in the creek, oh, right? And he's, he's cooling for shipping. Shipped. Got to keep that body cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the widow got the little one, which is good because she's like, me, I'm a fucking mess, drunk, drinking. Better, better not be around her. She's uh, that level of drunk where it's like your friend at the party corners you and just won't stop telling you the same we're yeah. <laughs> like yes i know you got a cat i think that's lovely like uh my my mom's calling i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i also feel like by the end of the episode she's like compassionately taking care of him it really gave me some, like serious nurse jackie vibes where she can be very sweet and like really take care of someone else but she's also like a mean bitch that will just slap you if she needs to yeah yeah this is canonically in the nurse jackie universe right <laughs> yes that's what i thought i, I read that on the wiki <laughs> from rob's nurse jackie is descendant of calamity jane yes <laughs> Uh, and then she talks about uh, she's just walking around and she hears some some voices, she hears some singing, and she stumbled upon a funeral and she kind of breaks down a little bit. And that moment was like, oh, you got me. Yeah, oh, that you was so me. sad. You got me. Yeah. Uh, and even just seeing her there, because when they're they're at the funeral, you see her kind of off in the in the distance yeah. watching. Uh, that's her boy. Yeah, yeah, she's just not in a place emotionally to be like even physically near anything that's happening with him. Yeah. It's like she lost her dad, brother, you know, crush. <laughs> Partner. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the, the Andy Jane, Jane stuff? The note I kept writing down is like, oh, if Andy's patient zero, she's like patient like two through five because she keeps touching him. Well, she's like- And like coming through and she's just fucking typh- off around. She's typhoid Mary, right? Cause she'll- She literally she, is. She's a carrier, but doesn't have symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Smallpox Jane. Yeah, she's definitely not social distancing. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I also feel like it's a, what a good source of therapy. Just find someone incapacitated and just pour yourself out to them. Yeah. yeah, and nobody was talking to him. Yeah. So, you know, like he gets to, you know, hear about a bird she saw, and that's <laughs> nice, and get some water, and then uh, she gets to talk to someone. Yeah, and all, and all he's saying is, I apologize, which got to, it has to feel good for her, because all she wants is some sort of apology from the universe. Oh, mm-hmm. man, I'm sorry. That sounds awful. That's yeah. <laughs> It'd be better if he said, that sounds really tough. Yeah. <laughs> sorry you're going through that. What is he sorry for? Being a bastard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he's he, an asshole. He's yeah. a he's, he's not. not. Yeah. He feels like a burden, right? He's got to. 
Yeah, maybe I think that's it's more than that though. I don't think it's him thinking that he's a burden. I think I think he's probably done some shit since he he's so close to something. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like he's having his own inner conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as I, I think Sheila had just just kind of said that if he knows Sai, then he's done some really shady shit. And we we saw a little bit of that in the previous episode where there is a camaraderie. Uh, he was he seemed to be one of their people that would help hustle. Uh, yeah, gamblers. Uh, so he's probably yeah he's probably done a bunch of bad shit and is now coming to grips with that as he feels as if he's going to die. Hmm. Hmm. All right, Katie, remind me where you are with this show right now. I think I'm an episode ahead, but when I watched this the first time, I was like, maybe episode seven was when I stopped watching, but I don't remember much. I remember pretty a lot of the first couple episodes, but here is when things start getting really fuzzy. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Let's move on to Alma, the Widow Garrett, uh, as E.B. refers to her at times. Mm-hmm. So what stands out with uh, with Alma in this episode? What do you like? What do you not like? Anything. I think she's hitting, she's hit rock bottom and she's trying to get control of things. Like even just immediately when he walked, he they bring the body. She's she's going. Oh no no! I need I need this investigated. I need to stop the drugs. I need to I need to focus and and figure out what the hell I'm doing. Shit got real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like her car is going wildly out of control, and she's trying desperately to hold onto the wheel to right it, which isn't gonna. I mean, the car's out of control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's essentially like white knuckling right now. Because she's, in the long run, probably working through her addiction with laudanum is going to be really smart to do. But the way she's doing it probably isn't the safest way to do it. Just being like, all right, I'm just going to rip through my system. Yeah, opiate withdrawal is wild because it's not deadly, but it it feels like it, it is. So if you cold turkey off a really good amount of opium dependency, uh, it's not it's not great. Alcohol is dangerous because you feel like you can cold turkey, but that will kill you. Uh, this has been Rob's addiction. <laughs> <laughs> and would throwing a young child into the mix yes. help? I mean, it's only, yeah. it will keep it whimsical. <laughs> so if you're looking for whimsy while you have the DTs, uh, that, it's a great idea to add a child to the mix, especially if they do not speak English. <laughs> I also can't imagine going through withdrawal and having to put such an elaborate outfit on. Oh yeah, <laughs> dressing corset alone. Thing. She's full whalebone corset right now. Yeah, you need help to put that on. Like she needs assistance just to get dressed. Yeah, this is pretty sweatpants. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot going on. So Ama is the first time we see her. She's kind of annoyed that Seth hasn't come around, uh, even though he's supposed to be her proxy to deal with the claim issue now that Brahm has been killed and she now she still owns this thing. And EB and Al are on her to try and sell, but she doesn't want to do anything until she talks to, talks to Seth, but he's taking his time because Doc was just murdered. And Doc wants to give her a, a new vial of laudanum because she says that she broke the one that he had given her. And she doesn't want it because as we, we had said, she's trying to get, a clean head. She's trying to get sober. Uh, and he says, I don't think now is the time to start getting out of this. Uh, and he says, or she says, uh, Oh, 
what a pleasant surprise to hear you admit the limits of your knowledge. <laughs> oh, and we all danced around when she said that. Damn, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doc gets a, um, he, he puts out a lot of attitude, but it's, it's kind of fun when he gets it, gets it back a little bit, uh, especially from the more level-headed people in, in camp, if she can be called such. Uh, so Doc goes to find Seth and asks him when he can check on Amma because, you know, things are going on. And he says, we basically like, I got shit. I got shit to do. Let's everybody calm down. Anything else on your schedule I'm behind on? <laughs> Just kind of. He's so cranky this whole episode. Like, <laughs> calm down. We're all, we all have a lot of shit going on. Can you just calm down? Yeah. You don't have to give me this attitude. Your energy is not <laughs> helping this situation right now. <laughs> he really never is lighthearted. No. Ever. Mm. He's always just like a big, dark, intense cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say cloud or clown? <laughs> uh, I said cloud, but... Yeah, let's make him a big, dark, intense clown. <laughs> I think he's too rigid to be a clown, though. I feel like he's just so... Stiff. Just stiff. Can't be a clown. Don't insult clowns like that. Oh, sorry, we're getting back to his acting. <laughs> I well, now we're like... bringing off-podcast discussions into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, to be fair. He's got a lot going on. So if he's a little grumpy in this episode, I think it's well within his rights to be a little um, a little grump <laughs> throughout. He's burying his best friend. I wouldn't call him his best friend. No, but certainly his best one of one of his one of his best friends. One of his buds. Yeah. I feel like they've known each other for three weeks, right? I think it's been a few days. I don't even think it's. <laughs> Here's the thing. He he. They don't. They didn't know each other for long, but they were kindred spirits. Yeah. So they connected hard and right. Back. Exactly. Yeah. Respected each other a lot. Yeah. And yeah. The, the nicknames. He gave him a nickname. Montana. Montana. I feel like Seth and Wild Bill would be like a relationship where I don't know you for very long, but you're going to be in my wedding party. Like that. Like really mm-hmm. intense, quick thing of like. It's it's gonna be my best friend from high school, and also this guy I've known for three months, yeah. who's yeah. also my best friend. I want you to be in my wedding. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bill, he's building the store uh, in the middle of the night because oh, it's, so he's tired and cranky. Mm-hmm. So he's staying up late and also hammering in the middle of the night, which is you know. So nobody's getting good sleep. No. They should all be cranky. I think they are. That's really this whole <laughs> camp's problem. <laughs> yeah. Just sleep. It's sleep deprivation. Yeah. And noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ama asks EB for assistance with Sophia. Uh, she's coming out of this uh, laudanum. Uh, I guess she anticipates having some issues. Um, plus, it's not her kid. So yeah. she's looking for assistance with the kid. And she goes to EB asking for that. Uh, he suggests Jewel but says that Al would be tough to convince as he, quote, likes to berate the gimp in mornings. Come on. Like that's on his schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Wait. Like, pencil you in between my gimp beratement. <laughs> yeah. Man, I like the routine. Yeah. Lance this boil. Yeah. Let me... It is on his schedule. <laughs> he checks it off every day. Ama and Seth finally have their, their meeting. Uh, and sparks fly. 
while <laughs> Bill and someone <laughs> who was very honorable could do this. And I saw you outside once and mm, I knew it was you. I guess that's the extent of those two stiff human beings, uh, 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 the extent of sparks flying. Yeah. Two yeah. planks of wood. <laughs> yeah. They signed the proxy papers, so now he has the ability to move forward with whatever discussions are going to happen around this claim, this gold claim, on behalf of uh, Ama Garrett. So that's nice. Uh, she can deal with... Uh, not being addicted to things uh, while Seth is looking out for her financial interests. And also watching a child that was dropped off in her room. Right. <laughs> yes. So there's Al and Trixie, and he's basically telling Trixie that she's going, <laughs> I think he says something like, get cleaned up. You're going to watch a kid. Telling Trixie she's going to help out with the kid and with the added responsibility of trying to get her doped up because there was a conversation with EB and Al where they kind of put that into motion, that if she's doped up, she may be more pliable. Uh, she may be more willing to do the things that they want her to do, which is basically sell that claim back. Yeah, and uh, E.B. and Al had that scene where uh, Al, or, or E.B. told Al that he mentioned uh, Jewel, mm -hmm. and then Al said, I'll never give a Jewel, unless what you're thinking was this, to give her Trixie and then Trixie do the thing, was he giving EB more credit than he was actually intending to do? Or was EB really thinking through these steps along the way? Like the reason he said that Al would be unlikely to mm -hmm. want to give Jewel over, I think he actually did have that foresight. Okay. That was like the, the one thing about EB, he's annoying, but he is a schemer. Yeah. So. Yeah. What is EB's D&D? I would say EB is true neutral in that he only looks out for himself. Yeah, He might out. be chaotic evil, but true neutral, I think, might be, might be where it lands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's that EB monologue where he's kind of mm -hmm. talking from the POV of Al mm -hmm. in this, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we get his uh, his full his full name, Eustace Bailey Farnham, which is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, it's a wonderful name. How many year one theater students do you think used that as you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, about eight eight did. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> very specific. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, watching that scene, I couldn't help but think about. Like, does this actor have bad knees and is this just like driving him crazy? Oh my God, I hear you so hard on that. I was also thinking it was very like out damn spot, like a little bit, cause he's- mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, Bl uh, the cleaning up of blood stains yeah. is, uh, <laughs> it's a pastime mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in Deadwood. So I also always think about like how Sal must travel in that hotel and that he's having this whole conversation with himself and everyone else can hear it. Like, yeah. not that well built. I'm <laughs> sure everybody hears everything. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's part of why. Like we were talking about like some people know more than others. Like there's like this kind of tearing of secrets, but it's so easy for information to spread because 
everyone's just shouting in their yeah. like plywood rooms about like why things are happening. Mm-hmm. Trixie is talking to Ama about quitting quitting the dope uh, and getting getting clean and how difficult it can be. Uh, then there's a conversation where Trixie goes to the doc trying to get some things that helped her get out of that, uh, kind of wean her off of, of, of things and kind of make the process a little bit, a little bit easier. Uh, and then I just enjoyed where doc is running around his hut <laughs> and just kind of like pulling down, uh, all of these different things. Like he's refusing the Lion King. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, if you could tell me what was in it, that'd be very helpful. Yeah. Like it was brown. All right, uh, I can at least, I can at least give you something brown. That was very bibbity bobbity boo. Yeah. <laughs> if this then, if there was a Disney musical, this that would have been a song. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, a Disney musical of Deadwood. Yeah. Please. Let's have that. What they replace the word cocksucker with? Sorry. <laughs> In a Disney musical of Deadwood. Heart kisser. Like literally, probably. <laughs> Fudgin hot kisser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Trixie and Ama are now with Sophia. Kind of, Trixie is trying to do a like a Miss Mary Mac or a numbers hand game kind of thing, uh, and it's not going very well. Trixie is fixing the the uh, no dope tea, and Ama's already getting up sweats. Yeah. Um, oh, Ama sweats. had those sweats when she met Bullock. She was not flushed because of him. She was flushed <laughs> because she was. You don't know that. Oh, <laughs> oh look, it's that column A, column B situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, handsome Frankenstein, really getting yeah. the blood moving. <laughs> and I mean, as of as of right now, because I haven't seen this whole show, it is nice that Trixie isn't going with what Al wants her to do. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like getting her even more addicted to stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because like she's been through it too. So she does, she knows that this is awful and she wants her to get off and she knows that she's yeah. the only one who can help her because she's been through it. As yeah. sponsors go, you could do worse than Trixie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this like watching her with Alma and watching uh, Jane with Andy, like I know that, there's obviously some messed up things that happen in this episode, but it did feel like there was a thread of compassion um, that those two characters like really showed. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and there is there's that's a problem. This is gonna this is going to be a problem for Al. Uh, she is specifically over there to get her addicted to to this stuff again, uh, and it's just not going to it's not going to work. Uh, so yeah, this is ultimately going to be a problem for uh, for Al because Trixie is being sent there specifically to do underhanded shit, uh, and Trixie is being very empathetic and trying to wean her off of this stuff, or at least not wean her off. She's off. She's trying to help her through the uh, withdrawal. Yeah, through the withdrawal. withdrawal. Yes. Also, quick thought: uh, when he was like, "Oh, you, you you need laudanum for your cramps," and I was like, "Oh my god!" The idea of just being like completely out of it for the first two days of my period actually <laughs> doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> like the fact that I could just like lay around and be like, I'm here, but mm. yeah. Hey, there's yeah, a reason opiates are so popular. They're yeah. great. They're just really dangerous. That's true. Checks out. Checks All out. right. Uh, any other thoughts on Alma, the kid, Trixie? I think they're in a better place. Uh, Alma and, and and Sophia, the little one, are in 
a good place now. I feel like, strangely enough, Trixie is is a welcome a voice of reason in a way. Yeah. I'm also kind of glad that Alma doesn't have like that magic mom instinct that she's just like, I don't know what to do. I, she was dumped on me. I don't want to do this. So we yeah. need someone else to take care of her. Like that. It's not this like, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Just throw a kid in front of a woman. She knows what to do. <laughs> yeah, she has, it's, it's, it's natural. Or it's yeah. like, no, not everyone wants this. And that's yeah. nice to see. Mm-hmm. Well, and also I like that Alma didn't have that instinct, but Jane originally did. Yeah. Also like, just kind of like messing with your ideas of like what different kinds of women will mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I gotta give it up for the progressive bastion that is Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh, uh, about, about that. All right, so let's go to the, the funeral. We'll keep this pretty pretty open rather than go through every little thing. What's, what stands out to you? They did not bury, they didn't, the hole was not big enough. That <laughs> thing that stood out to me, it was just like right there, they just kind of pushed the dirt on top and I'm like, that's not deep enough. Yeah, yeah. I thought six feet under was like not the, not the bottom of the, like I, it just felt like it should have been deeper. Yeah. Yes, agreed. The whole time I'm like, no, that's not deep enough. What are you doing? What are you, go back. <laughs> People didn't want to miss the trial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think um I think from before this you've got like this giant receiving line of the grossest viewing uh that has ever been thrown. Mm-hmm. Um they you know, there was no they didn't fix the hole in his face. There are flies everywhere. Mm-hmm. People are selling Yeah, there's uh, a weird there's weird racist souvenirs. There's weird sold. racist souvenirs being sold. Um, weird racist souvenirs. Get your weird racist souvenirs here. You've never been to a funeral before? Jeez, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the guy was selling hair from a murdered Native American because in yeah. one of the previous episodes, Al gave the order or he put out the offer that if you bring the head of a Native American, uh, you get 50 bucks. Uh, so yeah. somebody brought a head of a Native American. Which is so much hair. money. <laughs> right? yeah. Like that's. Yeah, yeah that, that would be a lot of money. Too. That's a big yeah. bounty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, I think it was the, specifically the head that arrived right when Wild Bill died. Yes. So yes. that's that was the big sell on this particular head. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be. I mean, how, much, how many other things arrived in camp the day that uh, he died? There's but it was almost the, to the moment. That's what, like, the guy <laughs> came riding in when oh, the yeah, chaos yep. was happening. So And nobody was excited about it. Yeah, so he needed, he needed to have his moment. He's like, what the heck? <laughs> I also wouldn't be surprised if some of it was, like, actually the hair off that person's head, and some of it was just like, well, I found a horse with black hair, and I mm-hmm. cut off part of his mane. Yeah, yeah that's that a guy- lot of hair. What that guy was selling was not from the actual head because we see the head later. And granted, it was in a bag. Right. Yeah. But there's no way that Swearingen's like, yeah, why don't you go ahead and take some yeah. of this hair, make then some when, money. When you're done with all that hair, just give <laughs> yeah. your head back. Yeah, so Seth, Seth puts an end to that. Uh, he, he goes over and breaks the stick that the hair is on and throws everything into a, a nearby fire. The closest fire burning. Yeah. Oh. That's a very <laughs> conveniently placed fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he breaks it, throws it away. Tom, he gets on Tom Nuttall's case about 
the the viewing line um, says he's profiting on. And so I was like, no, people just want to pay their respects. I ain't making anything. Yeah. I'm just made it all happen. Frankie pants. Cranky Super pants. Frankie pants. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he acted the hell out of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. I feel like, I feel like he's going to, he talks to the director before he's like, so I'm angry in this scene, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got it. Anger then. <laughs> Like a layered anger. No, 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 no. Anger. Anger. Okay, yeah, I got it. Anger. No, 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 no. no. I, I got this. I got this. You mean sad? <laughs> I don't even think it's this episode or the scene. He says, like, what's my emotion this episode? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it really changes. Uh, what's my Tim? volume in this scene? <laughs> Tim, it changes from, it depends on who you're interacting with. Look, I think he does a great job of, of giving off all the distant dad, you know, qualities that we need in that role yeah you're right absolutely <laughs> all i know is anger <laughs> yeah uh Cy and al are kind of up on the balcony watching everything take place uh having their own quick discussion Cy comments on seth's temper and al says those hardware cocksuckers been going been an ongoing pain in my balls since uh he and his partner sh- first showed up in camp and Cy wonders where that head Head got off to, uh, the head that was brought into into camp. Uh, and now says, if you want, I'll check yesterday's yesterday's diary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Sai is just like, eh, whatever, I don't care. I was just curious. And Al agrees to host the trial, which is nice, I guess. But he, he agrees to host this trial, doesn't want it to take place at all. Yeah. Uh, so it's really just a control aspect, which everything for mm-hmm. Al is all That's, about yeah. control and power. That's the only reason he wants it there, so he can shut it down as quickly as possible. While Bill buried in that wood box with a uh, hat and a gun, uh, Seth and the Reverend, Reverend wants guidance on the service. Uh, Seth wants nothing to do with it. Uh, Saul and Seth uh, checking in about the trial. Reverend comes by, needs help with the body. Then we have the funeral for Bill. Merrick sneezing his way (laughs) all the way up to the service. Neasy McGee over here. Yeah. Uh, we have Jane looking on. Uh, Merrick lets Seth know about McCall, that uh, he was found innocent, which we'll uh, talk a little bit more about. And Merrick sneezes himself into a spin. <laughs> <laughs> Allergies are hard. Yeah. yeah. Hay fever must be a motherfucker in this time. Yeah. And yeah. You, you don't have any like Zyrtec or Claritin. No. No, just laudanum. Just laudanum. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourself some laudanum. This is a question, and I might have missed um, the answer of this already. What is Seth's deal with the preacher at all? Because it seems like he's just constantly in, like, is it that he hates organized religion? Or is it just that he thinks that Reverend Smith's just annoying? I think it's all of the above. Okay. I think it's like if you feed a stray cat, and then, like he was Pretty kind, sure. he was kind to the preacher early on. So now the preacher's like, "Oh, my very good friend, Seth." <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't think he had the same spiritual awakening during the Civil War that the preacher had. So he's just annoyed. Yeah, the preacher was in wh- which battle was he in? It wasn't Antietam. Ma- right? Manassas. Manassas. Yeah. yeah, the bad one. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, the bad one. The, re- uh, the bad one among really bad battles. Yeah. And uh, Seth wants to get out of this, but the preacher is taking a really long time and he gets chatty and Seth yells at him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. 
anything more on the the funeral uh, for Wild Bill? The the music was very nice. It yeah. was. It was a it very was really nice. Music. And this is the first instance we see that the preacher. There's something going on with the preacher. Like that, yes. he's Something not else. physically doing great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who I think would normally be pretty like neutral, caring, being like, oh, that sucks. Like he's just like, what the fuck? I don't care that he's sweaty and like there's clearly something wrong with him. And then he has a full seizure in a tent while people are just like, mm-hmm. gonna go hit a horse. Yeah. yeah. He looked, he looked, did he look pale to you? He looked pale to me. I don't care. Everyone looks pale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Wild West, we're all sickly. <laughs> um, I just, I just want to say, like, this is a great time to bring up how Saul is my favorite. That I could date him now. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. He's still with us. The thing of like Saul and Seth is like Saul's clearly he's like, he's probably sad, but he's not grieving the way that Seth is. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's just like we got to keep. We got the store. Don't forget the store. And he's like, "Fuck the store! Burn it down! Yeah. We'll make this new store out of Wild Bill's bones." <laughs> I miss Wild Bill. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. yeah. a great guy. Yeah. yeah, I'll miss that one of the Carradines. Uh, <laughs> still not sure which one he was. <laughs> Wasn't Robert? I know that much. Let's say uh, Kenneth. Kenneth Carradine. <laughs> Kenneth. Kenneth. It wasn't David. No, it definitely wasn't David. Uh, and it, was, it wasn't David, it wasn't Robert. Keith. I think it's Keith. It is Keith. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Mystery solved. Wow. All right. So oh, we're moving at the end of the episode. Uh, yeah. We're <laughs> moving on to the trial. The trial of Jack McCall, the title of the episode. So what stands out? The trial of the coward Jack McCall. Mm-hmm. I wanted the um prosecuting lawyer to get to question him for longer. I mean, I know that that was the point, but I wanted to see that character squirm more. Yeah. Yeah. Show how truly stupid he is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it happened. It got resolved. Well, at least this section of it got resolved way too quickly for me. It seemed like people weren't upset about the fact that he was just I feel like more people would be upset like yeah. Yeah. oh that's what happened all right well let's just go back to our lives like it wasn't like a real like oh my you know like in yeah. courtrooms mm-hmm. yeah. I wanted the defense lawyer to stand to cross-examine and take off his very tall hat and put on an even very taller hat <laughs> <laughs> That would have been my preference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think that there, the room is full of people that are going to kill him anyway. Yeah. And maybe people just didn't want to tip their hand uh, as to who was going to do it through, uh, through an outburst. Because he gets warned a couple different times. So, so I have yeah, several questions. I had to, in the middle of this, kind of ask Katie uh, when we were watching what... So I'm clear. Um, Swearingen's whole deal with with wanting to hold the trial to have some control over it, is it, he wants a quick acquittal because if they put somebody to death by law, that would be, that would really get the federal government's attention and they don't want that. Right. That's, he, he feels that if they were to do that, uh, the eye of Sauron would be yeah, fixed. Would turn on, to them. Yeah. would be fixed on them because he really wants the, he wants to either get statehood or not. 
Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't want that kind of weird kind of in between. And uh, he, he just wants to control the whole process of if they're going to be brought into the union, it's going to be under his terms. Yeah. And then uh, second question, during the deliberations, which took place in, I believe, quote unquote, the, the whore's quarters, whore room. <laughs> were, were the sex workers present and active? Was that what was being implied? No. Yeah, I don't think that they what? actually discussed anything. They just had okay. sex and then all said he was innocent. Got it. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't have sex because uh, as they walked in, they passed through all the whores. And then uh, Al turned to, um, to Dan and said, all right, get the bar going again and get the whores back to whoring. And Dan says, the well, they're not They're All the rooms are taken up. And he said, the upstairs rooms aren't. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's just the people watching that. that were having sex. Yeah. <laughs> like you do when you go to a trial. The, the guy having sex with Giggly Sue yeah. uh, was not in the jury. He was just there. He was just the bailiff. <laughs> as far as I know. Because when they came in, he said, oh, the, the jury has reached a verdict. And he's like, oh, okay, let me get this finished. I'm really mad they didn't do a hung jury joke. Um. <laughs> I'll show myself out. Uh, I also enjoyed when they, uh, I think it was Dan or uh, Johnny who were moving the tables. What, what, what are you doing? Why are you moving things? Well, I thought you wanted the tables moved. It's just, I don't want anything done that can't be undone in five fucking minutes at the, when this fiasco <laughs> concludes. And then he, he yells to uh, the whores in the hallway, get fucking. Who does he say, because I had this in my notes, advance the subject or pick up a fucking broom? Was it EB? No, oh, yeah, that was EB. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So then he's then he, he just, suggests he Trixie. He just reiterated what had happened that day, and like just <laughs> he's just wasting Al's time. Yeah, that's something I want to use in, <laughs> uh, in conversation with people from now on. Advance the subject or pick up a fucking broom. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so Seth and McCall. McCall's being kept in a a meat locker. Yeah, like looks like. Yeah, as you, as you do. Just a really just a pork closet. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Jack is still such a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. If not <laughs> more so. Yeah, I think he has a lot of confidence now. Like he took, he killed Wild Bill, so he's like, all right, well, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So he's still yapping his mouth. Uh, Why are you crying? Was he your <laughs> sweetheart? <laughs> Fucking terrible. Hate him. You got to tip your hat to him, though. I mean, if you're going to be in stir for killing the most famous guy in America, you got to have a little chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. He also probably felt that he was dead. Oh, yeah. There's a clear differentiate. There's a clear, like, line of delineation between him thinking, like, I am screwed. I'm a dead man walking. And then literally his lawyer comes in and he's like, he killed your brother, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, my brother. Oh, cool. And then he just like, I guess we're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He looks just like me. He plays by the same actor. (laughs) My brother. Uh, We go to the trial. Uh, the opening arguments begin, and Al comments on the from the balcony <laughs> loudly. Oh, great! We're gonna be here till fucking Christmas. Uh, and everybody, it's like a record scratching moment. Everybody yeah. looks up, uh, <laughs> and Al's just like, "Can I help you?" Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. keep the trial down there. Turn around. 
mm-hmm. trials up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's this one guy who pops in because they do that opening arguments and then they take a break for nature. And this is seemingly like five minutes uh, and they're already taking a break. And there's this one guy that, that pops in and says, hey, I got the bullet that killed Hickok in my wrist. Can I testify? There's $50 in it for you. Uh, which I didn't notice upon any of the times I've seen this episode before. Nothing much to say about it. This is the yeah, He just wanted his chance at like being part of history. Yep. Yeah. For $50? Yeah. I mean, Native American head. $50 is the going rate for everything now. Yeah. Like, is that literally what everything is worth? (laughs) I feel like he's going to die from infection, though, if he's got that bullet. Oh, for sure. Right? Like, how long do you think this guy has? A couple weeks? He has Mm -hmm. only about as much time to spend $50. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like Brewster's so much money. It's like so much money in this time. Well, it's it's also the thing of like when someone becomes famous or when someone famous dies, like all of a sudden they've got a bunch of cousins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden. Yeah. Like uh so Al is talking to this official. You want a blowjob while I talk to you? No, I'm I'm good. I wasn't offering personally. (laughs) Uh, So the gist here is maybe. Yeah, the gist here is that Al just wants this over. He wants it done. Uh, he doesn't want the the governments with their eye saying like, oh, okay, y'all can do your own trials. You can do this, you can do that. Fine, all right, we don't need you. So he wants it over and says that Jack would be killed before the end. And the <laughs> official's like, are you saying that's gonna happen? No, I had a fucking vision, one of two <laughs> this morning. And this was dope. This whole vision monologue was really oh, yeah. dope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like really well acted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ian McShane, in a show full of great actors. All great actors. And one. Every single one. And of them. one. <laughs> he, he stands out. Uh, he's just so fucking good. One of the greatest characters created, I think, mm-hmm. in television history. Uh, yeah, says that Jack would be killed before the end. Uh, and how can we do this but not piss off Uncle Sam? Uh, and that is, <coughs> uh, bless you. Thank you. Uh, and acquittal. Get him. Get him out of there. Uh, so the official comes downstairs and very quickly just downplays everything. He comes out and says, yeah, I know we're all here and we're doing this, but this doesn't mean anything. We don't have the power. that We have no laws here. Uh, so what's the deal? Just go, somebody presented a case that says he it was probably a brother. So you think about that. We'll see you in a few minutes. And they come back and... He is, uh, he is acquitted. Uh, and it looked like as, as if the foreman was one of the people they identified as somebody that already wanted Wild Bill dead. Do we remember who that was in a previous episode? I don't. Me either. Hmm. Hmm. Is the, f- right. the, for- the foreman isn't the guy who was like, I'm going to tell you the story of this thing that I saw you do. Not it that guy, been. right? Oh. It might have been, yeah. When, he, when they were building the, uh, the hardware store? Yeah. Very well might have been. Mm. 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 <laughs> He's the only one I can recall who like we've seen before that isn't a main character that has had a monologue about like, I hope you die and I hope this is how it happens. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, like more than even the other guy that he chased off. Because w- there were two guys who were like kind of giving him the business. Yeah. Mm. He is acquitted. 
found innocent, I guess. Uh, and then he heads right to the gym. And Merrick is there and says something along the lines of, raises his glass, that if we ever find the need to kill a person, let us be so lucky <laughs> to have the trial here. <laughs> Merrick is the only person who's like visibly pissed that this is yeah. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Al has a quick conversation with him and more or less tells him to get the fuck out. Just get out right now because you're going to die. Uh, run for your fucking life. Jack, Jack McCall runs from no man. <laughs> As he's backing out the door. <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, he literally like makes a Jack McCall shaped hole. <laughs> <laughs> droopy eye and everything. Yeah. I was born droopy eye. That's yeah. what he said. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was born into it. <laughs> uh, agitation. What does he say? Agitation bumps whiskey sales, but pussy plummets. Yeah. Uh, that type is an agitator. He's talking about, uh, this is Al talking about Jack. Agitation yeah. bumps whiskey sales, but pussy sales plummet. Yeah, this is a really great mentor moment that he has. <laughs> <laughs> How to run a business. <laughs> yeah, that's in his, uh, in his book. Yeah, his big brother, little brother moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seth and Saul see Jack ride off. Uh, Seth and Saul then are talking about the Reverend, Reverend, which we mentioned uh, about him looking pale. Seth gets all worked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My arms all straight. Yeah, I'm so angry. Threw down his arms to, at his sides and <laughs> shot off into the moon. Uh, if I kill him and get hanged, good luck with the fucking store. Good luck with the store. Can you pack a bag for me? Yeah. Yeah. He's basically, yeah. It's a bit it. Yeah. He's basically saying, I'm the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. But also pack a bag. Yeah. Would you be so sweet? Yeah. Uh, and now Seth is on his way to catch up with Jack. To kill him? To turn him in? Well, we don't know. We don't know what, what's going to happen. on the mount? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one way to find well, out. His face is not going to give it away, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, any thoughts on the, <laughs> on the trial? I don't think it was a fair trial. <laughs> I'll be crazy. Yeah. Hot take. <laughs> I just wish it was, like we said before, I just wish it was longer. Yeah. You know, like, I wish there was more meat to it, because... Mm -hmm. You're expecting this big thing, and then it just kind of gets whisked away real quick. There's yeah. no Saul Goodman moment where you're like, oh, well, we got you there. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll just lie. Yeah. yeah. And you would think that this, uh, this trial would be a big event in the town, that it would take more than one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what else is going on? It's over and done with. Yeah. Nothing else for them to do. Take a little bit more time. Uh, but again, that's why it's at the gym, uh, so that... It doesn't last a while. Al is really trying to keep it as short as possible. Uh, but as far as like viewers, for sure, yeah, I wanted some more. I wanted to see how they how they do things in those parts. I guess we saw how they do things in those <laughs> <Yeah>. parts. <laughs> That's it. A lawless land. Yeah. So we got some loose ends. Uh, Johnny and Al discussing the head, and he wants him to hide the head until after the trial. It's a nice conversation piece. I mean, if it's, <laughs> if it's handled in the right way. Uh, Ew. Why does he want him to hide the head? So someone doesn't take it, try to make money off of it. And it's not about this right now. He's trying to deal with something bigger, yeah. I think. Sure. Okay. 
uh, and the Reverend having trouble opening the book, starts seizing. Uh, mm-hmm. So this was already brought up earlier. That may come back. And Joni bathing her girls, uh, sigh, you get the praying out of your system, and then she makes out with one of them. Mm-hmm. Smooching. Can also, someone what? explain why she did that? Like, was it a fuck you to sigh, or was it a thing where, like, it, he, it was a silent power move by him that, like, she just exists for pleasure. I think she she was doing, yeah, as a fuck you a little bit. But it was also weird just the way the women were positioned. It didn't seem very, it seemed very yeah. weird and rigid. It wasn't in a way them. that At first, like, you see these close-ups and you're like, okay, she's helping them bathe. But, like, then the one woman's just, like, laying there with her butt out and the other woman's just, like, soaking in the tub real weird. It was just yeah. Weird. I guess I just didn't understand, like, in a show that has, like, every scene feels like it has a purpose, that was the one that I just couldn't understand what the purpose of it was. Yeah. I think, to me, it felt like Joni was giving Sai a message of, you don't control this part of me. Mm. Oh, interesting. I felt like it was just a, you know, he was coming in to check on her to make sure that she wasn't going to be continuing to defy him. And it was her way of being like, yeah, I'm back to what you expect of me. It, but doing it in a way that is still like, she's not really. Like she's telling him kind of what he wants to hear. Hmm. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, and was this or was this not the debut of that hat? <laughs> it's a great hat. It was a very <laughs> a lot good of great hat. Now that you mention it. Big hat. He's like, I spent $50 on this hat. Yeah. (laughs) Every one of the hats are $50. (laughs) Everything costs $50. (laughs) You want a shovel? $50. Hats? $50. Dresses? $50. Whiskey? $50. Yeah. Pussy? 25 cents. (laughs) (laughs) Nebraska pussy? 75 cents. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's do a, a quick round of plugs rob what do you got coming up trust the sauces on instagram is my hot sauce company that is still a hot sauce company uh i'm doing a bunch of stuff online coming up so if you follow um at johnny b good j-a-w-n-i-e the letter b g-o-o-d on instagram i'll be posting that just kind of doing remote shows all over the country so keep in touch there and i'll um yeah, that's what I'm doing, and these podcasts. Katie? Absolutely nothing. I'm spending a lot of time in my house, and I'm reading a lot of books. So if you want to follow me on Goodreads, you can do that. See what books I'm reading. What is your Goodread? It's my name, which only a few people know, and I'm not giving it out. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Sheila? Oh, um, you can catch me in my bedroom. Um, having solo dance parties when my anxiety gets really intense. Um, you can catch me in my living room when I'm feeling more social. Um, yeah, I can't wait to continue to isolate. Mm -hmm. Sam. Uh, I may be on a virtual show on April 4th. Uh, Dan Ventrano is putting on. I actually don't even know if I know the name of it currently, but it's on April 4th on the internet. 
so I don't know. I guess follow Dan Ventrano. Uh, you can also follow me on uh, Instagram if you'd like uh, at Secret Pants Sam. And uh, I think that's about it right now. Cool, Brian. Uh, yeah, so I don't have anything planned at the moment, but I, I do have a job that keeps paying me money. So I'm actively commissioning anyone, uh, any artists that are out of work to uh, make fastball pitcher Bob Gutierrez art for me. Uh, look me up on Instagram at thebriancraig.com or on Facebook, uh, and uh, we'll make some art together. Uh, so nice. hit me up. Cool. Uh, all those things will be in the episode notes. Uh, so Good. anything, anything that can be linked will be, will be linked. Uh, this is Mike. You can follow me on all the things at Mike Marbach. You can get this podcast and others at watercooler.com. And uh, as we said at the top, uh, if you like the podcast, rate and review. Uh, and you can also check out other podcasts that we do. We're going to be doing Killing Eve. That starts soon. We also have Breaking Goodman, a Better Call Saul podcast, uh, which Brian and Sam are also on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah we we're on that. that. We're on that, too. We should have plugged that. That's in our plugs. As far as shows go, we, we've all done things at the Philly Improv Theater, which is currently closed due to uh, virus. Uh, and uh, we're going to be doing some online things. So if there's any of those that are finalized by the time this goes up, uh, they will be in the episode notes as well. All right, let's wrap this up with some winners and losers. All right, I got two winners. I'll go first. Uh, my first big winner is going to be the stockholders of Zoom because everyone that's having a internet, uh, <laughs> internet <laughs> podcast needs to be Zoom at the moment. Um, and then my second big winner is going to be the little one because she moved from uh, Jane's uh, apartment to uh, Alma's apartment. And while moving from a drunk to a person that's coming off of dope uh, might be a lateral move, mm -hmm. I feel like in the long run it's going to work out for her. Yeah, a, well, a very wealthy one, too. I would yeah, say. much yeah. bigger space. And my loser is going to be Andy, though I feel like he might have a big turnaround. Who knows? But at this point, uh, Andy is sick. My back. And, and uh, he, he's got what we all Jaws. Yeah, apologize. <laughs> uh, Sam? Uh, uh, my winner is Alma. I feel like she finally has someone who's in her corner and yeah. who's going to kind of help her. Yeah, I feel feel good about Trixie taking care of Alma. Uh, I think my loser is that guy who was selling the hair at the beginning <laughs> yeah. because he lost all of his stock. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's uh, his family's not going to have any money now. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, Sheila? Well, I would say uh, my winner is Saul because he's charming and patient and sweet and can only succeed in life <laughs> with that kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. And my loser, uh, I would have to say, like, the head in the bag, because not only is it a head in a bag, but now it's a, a shameful head in a bag that has to be hid. Yeah. yeah. Katie? I think my loser for this week is Joni, because something's, the, the like, the facade, like, that madam facade is, like, pretty quickly, like, fading away. Yeah. And it seems like there's some real shit happening underneath the surface. So I think she's my loser. And I think uh, my winner is Al because he got what he wanted. Yeah, for sure. Rob? Uh, my loser is Jack McCall because I think he's good and screwed now. Um, <laughs> and uh, my winner is the indomitable spirit of the global community. <laughs> uh, who, will not, who, who, who will see their way through this together. And uh, 
and also uh, the musicians at uh, Bill Hickok's funeral because I really thought they put out a banger. Yeah, that, that really slapped. Yeah. Uh, I would say my winner is Jack McCall, uh, self-contained, uh, and that is because he killed Wild Bill and got off. He's, he's free, and now he's headed out somewhere. And my loser is, uh, again, Wild Bill. Uh, Wild Bill's a loser because, yeah, that he's he's going to get dug up real quick. Uh, <laughs> it, just gonna, even light traffic over that yeah. grave is going to just, uh, just expose. Just a gust of wind, I think, <laughs> yeah. the dirt off of the top of that. Coyotes. Yeah. Coyotes, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, that is it for this episode. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Sam. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back again soon, virtually, probably, but hopefully in person. Bye. 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 Bye.